All right, folks, it's another episode of America's Hometown Horror that's brought to you yet again by Shine Through Window Cleaning. Shine Through Window Cleaning is a family-owned and operated company that proudly serves America's hometown and the surrounding area. They treat your home or business like they would treat their own, and they believe in building their reputation on every job they do. Get in touch with Shine Through today to discuss your window cleaning, gutter cleaning, and power washing needs at 781-812-9189 or at their new website, shinethroughwindowcleaning.com. That's shine, T-H-R-U, windowcleaning.com. Shine through. Shine through. Window cleaning. Specializing in gutter cleaning right now. Gutter cleaning right now, guards. Emphasis on the gutter cleaning. Yeah. We're not washing your house. It's 12 degrees out, you psychos. Stop. And I just have one question. Where's my cake? <laughs> what is going on, folks, my friends? Not too much. What's up with you? Not a whole lot here either. My name is Mike. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. We appreciate you listening, and as always, if you've listened to any of our other episodes, you know that I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, Andrew. What up, guys? What up, what up? And, and Kat. What's up? What's going on with you? Oh, is that back? I was hoping that was back. What's up? What's up? The, the, I mean, they reboot everything these days. I, I'm surprised they haven't actually rebooted those commercials. Well, that's, from, that's from That's My Boy. Oh, no, it's also the Budweiser commercials, well, right? Yeah, that's... No, I know, but you ever seen That's My Boy with Adam Sandler? No. And the like scary movie spoofs. Really? Oh, it's so good. No. They bring that up and it. one of the guys says, what's up? What's up? And then they all do it and he goes, is that back? I've been waiting for that to come back for so long. <laughs> that's awesome. I've never seen that movie, so I did not oh, know that. That's a top five Sandler movie. Top five? Maybe top three. It's up there with wow. Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, really? Waterboy, That's Hub- My Boy, Hubie Halloween. Hubie Halloween. And uh, I feel like I'm missing one, too. Big Daddy's a good one, too. I feel like Mr. Deeds. Mr. Deeds is phenomenal. Great. Uh, uh, not a fan of Mr. Deeds. Not a fan of Mr. Deeds. The Foot Guy? John uh, Oh, Tatero. yes. I like feet. I like feet. <laughs> it's pretty sneaky. Pretty sneaky, you know. Pretty sneaky. <laughs> Little Nicky's pretty good, too. Yeah. Yeah. But, He's uh, in a lot of good movies. It's better than Hubie Halloween. That's uh, like um, You didn't watch uh, it. I don't no, know about I, that. It's not better than That's comment. My Boy. You, you haven't seen That's My Boy, so you, you can't seen comment. Halloween. You can't comment on it. Fine, though. fair. So shut up. I, I cannot scream the praises of Hubie Halloween more than you I love already that have movie. already, so I don't know what else to say. Well, at it's this cool point. because it has all the other people in it. Like, yeah. if you didn't. Well, all know, Sandler movies have you, all the people but in them. If you watched it cold without watching any other Sandler movies, then you may not think mm. the same as you. Who, who would watch that without having seen any other Sandler movies? Oh. People do. Children. Children, probably. Children. Yeah, not an adult. Who knows? Maybe. Just give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Is that you breathing heavy? No, that's, that's a dog. A dog. No, that's <laughs> a dog. Oh, okay. Just chewing on a In case anyone in was hand. wondering. <laughs> so, guys, hey, we uh, we haven't had an episode with just the three of us in, in a few weeks now, so yeah. we're back to the three of us. Just the three of us. Just the three of us. We can make it if we try. Just the three of us. Wow. Oh, you and I. And I. And I. And I. And I. Are so lame. Yeah, we back, we back. It's uh, I'm not gonna lie. It definitely was a little bit difficult to try and come up with some topics for November because there's not really a ton of Thanksgiving themed horror. I have the next one. Yeah, though. we might have something lined up that Cap thought of. If there's of. a movie might? that you've never heard of and never no. wanted to watch, I'm trying to we'll tease it. it. I'm not gonna week. give it away, but we might have something special lined up. We do have something special lined up. You can tease all you want. Is oh. this is this movie available to watch? Uh, yes. Well, is it well rated two out of ten? Um. I don't know. Let me get back to you on that. I'll give you some deets. Thanks, Moira. But, uh, yeah, so the, there's, there's you know, kind of no- notoriously not many Thanksgiving-themed horror movies of note. I'm sure there are some out there, but when we were doing some research, it was tough to come up. But we, uh, The Witch would yeah, have been a good one. All, all it really took uh, for us tonight was a movie that was released in November 38 years ago. And uh, we were like, okay, let's roll with that. One of we the waiting greatest to talk about movies that. ever. Yeah, it's an awesome, awesome movie. So... Yeah, but uh, before we kind of jump into everything that we that we usually do, any, anybody? Oh, yeah. uh, it's on. Sorry, it's on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Yeah. That's definitely. It seems like an Amazon Prime. Yeah, but so we'll is get that, there. Yeah, but yeah, but is that related to the rabbit? Oh, you said yeah, but yeah, but what? Yeah, I, I thought you said. I thought I was wondering if that was related yes, to a rabbit. But. No, no, no. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. 
Wabbit. So Who's trying to say Wabbit? That's a joke. Yeah. It's Wabbits. Oh, okay. Now I got you. I was like, what? Yeah. Wait, hold on. Wait, that what, landed what's, well what's short on? of the yeah, deck. What's up, Doc? But yeah. I, I, <laughs> any, anybody watch anything spooky since we last recorded? Anything um, interesting? Anything cool? I know we've spent a lot of, of our time watching Kim's Convenience, which has kind of become our new obsession, which I yeah. love. Not horror at all, but very funny. And I've finished... watched some terrible TV myself. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I finished watching The Good Place. That's not scary, though. No. no. I've been watching Criminal Minds. Yeah. Talk about garbage television. Well, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily uh, blame anybody for taking a break from horror after October for a few weeks into November, which I feel like, you know, we've kind of done a little bit. We still have to finish The Haunting of Blind Manor, for Christ's sake. We didn't even get three episodes into it, and we kind of it's good. We just it's good. We just we had, there's so much other shit to watch. Are you sure October. it shouldn't be called the haunting of Blah Manor? <laughs> I've well, that's what kind of the reviews have said, and it's I didn't think it was bad. The stuff that I saw, I just it hasn't really grabbed me yet. Which I've had a few people tell me it kind of it's a slow burn, right? Yeah, it's a slow burn, and like around episode like five or six, it really starts to pick up a bit. So we'll yeah. have, we'll have to get back on that. All right, so nobody watched anything. No big deal. Hey, so uh, one well, thing we I... we watch stuff, and it's not scary well, Yeah, stuff. but not scary stuff. Nothing relevant to the horror fan, I would, I would say. But uh, one thing that is relevant to horror fans in the New England area... We were talking about Hubie Halloween earlier, okay? Correct. Yeah, we all know. The, yeah, uh, the scene in Hubie Halloween where he runs through that haunted house in, that's uh, in Salem, quote-unquote. Okay. That was actually filmed at a place called Fright Kingdom in Nashua, New Hampshire. Oh, I've heard of Fright mm-hmm. Kingdom. So Fright Kingdom, every year, and I think this is the coolest thing, they're the only local place that does, they turn their Halloween-themed haunt into a Christmas-themed haunt. Oh, we tried to go yep. to, were we going to well, go to that last year? We, we were going to try, we were going to go last year and we, we didn't end up going, but they're doing it again this year. They call it the Fright Before Christmas. It's basically a Christmas, they deck out their entire haunted house Christmas-themed, Krampus, other scary Christmas type stuff. So fun! It's uh, in Nashua, New Hampshire. Okay, they're only doing it one weekend, which is the weekend of December fourth through December sixth. December sixth, though, it's a uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday night, and you can get tickets for twenty nine dollars. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. I'd go. That and it's, would be um, fun. it's expected so to sell are out. We, are we asking for an invitation? I would love an invitation, but I would also really like to. Worst go. case, we could do it next year. Well, I would. I've wanted. To, I've said that last it. year too. I would really like to do but it. If they we, don't well, do it well, we would have to quarantine. We're just throwing that. this. We're throwing this out there. But also, we want to let people that might be yeah. interested in going to it know that it's right. out there. It's available. And did you look at it? It's going I on looked this at it. Yep. Year? So they have all the same safety precautions they did in October with social distancing and all that crap. If that's what you're concerned, but it's with. over state lines. The things. Well, yeah. New Hampshire is, I think, also very strict. Like but Massachusetts right now. New Hampshire a low risk state right now. It so might, it might are they on the list or? I think they're on the list of safe states. They might be. They might be. I'm pretty like sure. Like how we have to check. You have to go. Obviously, you have to go. You have to go. You have to go. You have to wear a mask. You buy a ticket online ahead of time, and you have to pick a time slot where you walk through. So it's like almost like what we did for that for Spooky World. Spooky World. I think we should do it. I would love to do it if we can. If we can, we can do it on my birthday. We can talk about it after the fact. I just wanted to bring it up because it's pretty cool. My birthday. Nobody else does it. Andrew birthday treat. Oh yeah. I mean, it's your birthday. My birthday is a Saturday night. Do you want to tell all the listeners when your birthday is so they can wish you a happy birthday? When they it should. Comes? Happy yeah. birthday. I will be uh, 23. There you go. It's Again. very exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When? When is your birthday? You December 26th. December 26th. There you so go. So can we, is it open on, on my 26th? birthday? It is not. It's only open the first weekend in December, so December Just, 4th, oh. 5th, and 6th. So there's oh. three nights that we can go, and we can pick it. We but, can try. Uh, let's do it. Right. So, yeah, that's just a cool thing that's out there if you're in New England and you want to do something spooky, if you're like us and you like scary stuff year-round, it's a pretty cool idea, and it's a pretty cool thing that they do. I love Krampus stuff. Obviously, our first episode was about Krampus. weird Santa Claus from the Tales of the Crypt trying to get in the house. Very well could be. Very well could be. That would be so scary. Yeah, so that's, again, Fright Kingdom in Nashua, New Hampshire. You guys ready to hit some news real quick? Yeah, let's right. hit the fucking news, George. So a couple quick things here. We uh, we haven't, I think, actually recorded in a, in a little while, so there's some, been a few things that have come out. Well, we just had an episode years. release last week. Yeah, but we've recorded on weird times, which we don't, they don't even know that. I'll cut that out. But, uh, but yeah, so there's been a few things that have dropped over the last week that I thought were of, of interest to us. The first one, uh, I know I, I sent this to you guys separately before. Beforehand, but uh, yeah, I didn't read it. In more terrible, <laughs> yeah, okay, Turd Ferguson over here, Lurg Ferguson, yeah, Lurg Ferguson. yeah, yeah, I didn't read it. In more terrible TV cancellation news, uh, HBO has passed on a second season of The Outsider. Oh yeah, I think I it's a that. major yeah. mistake, That's... terrible mistake. I mean, we all love that show. We did an episode about it a while. Was that back. show yeah. that poorly received? I don't know. I mean, I, I I feel like there's been a lot of shows that have been canceled or, or this is going to be one of those shows like that maybe it'll, it's because it'll, of you know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to end up on Netflix. 
five years from now, people are going to watch it and they're going to go, this show's great. And then they'll watch it. And then... I mean, I can't believe people didn't watch that with that cast. And the, people the are Stephen stupid. King people didn't HBO watch Mindhunter, like, apparently. Yeah, uh, well, was... I think people didn't. He just doesn't want to do I that. I think maybe people just don't know about TV that's on cable now because so many people have switched to streaming networks. Well, HBO, like, HBO's I mean, a little different, though. That's that. its own channel. But even HBO's different because not everyone has that's HBO not on cable either. And like, not, but, that's but it's, not cable. it's not cable and it's not HBO, but some a lot of people nowadays stream services and they don't have HBO and they don't have cable. Yeah. So, like, that might be why they're getting shit reviews is because they're no, just... Well, I, I would it. think for, like, a, a, a premier channel that offers their own subscription service like HBO would have a little bit more prestige and a little right. bit more marketing and whatever for a show like The Outsider than, obviously, somebody like NBC would have for Hannibal, for instance. Like, obviously, Hannibal's canceled a few years back, but... I'm just surprised that they didn't pick this up because it, I thought it was very popular. It was well reviewed. The critics liked it, and I it's don't know. not like it's Game of Thrones, though. I know it's not Game it's of Thrones. Better it's better than much Game of Thrones. No, scale. it is not. Go well, I feel like away. it's okay. Wait a second before no, we go down this. Before no, we go down this. No, road, no, it's you Game of Thrones. Watch Game of Thrones. I've watched Thrones. enough to know that that show smells and it's no, overrated, and I don't care what anybody says. It's, it's kind of tough no. to compare the two because. Game of Thrones is on such a huge scale, and The Outsider is a pretty small. Cat, don't you know I'm contrarian? Yes, Andrew. No, Shut but I'm being honest. I think Game of Thrones smells. Yeah. Well, Outside, you didn't even watch okay, that so many You didn't even finish it. Michael, if I had asked you, though, I'm curious where you would land on this. What show do you think is better, Outsider or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Hands down. Oh, it's lame. Yeah, it's not even close. Lame? No, you need to watch Game, of, Game Thrones of Thrones. Game of Thrones is my favorite TV turd. show of all time. I mean, really? The Outsiders yes. is very good. I think less of you for that. I think oh, there are probably God. a few shows on HBO that were probably better than... I can think of a outsider. bunch of terrible shows that are better than Game of Thrones. You, I, we can't even have this conversation. Thrones better. We would take over the rest of the True podcast. Detective better. True no, no, Detective let's, better. Let's just, let's just. Sopranos okay. better. Let's let's keep moving. Breaking yeah, we'll keep better. Yeah. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, going uh, down a you know, road this, this got go canceled. Uh, is currently being shopped to other networks, like we mentioned. So there's a chance that somebody could buy it and pick it back up, which I hope happens. It did end on a bit of a cliffhanger, which we won't spoil if you haven't seen it. Go back and listen to our Outsider episode after you have. Uh, but it did cover all of the events of Stephen King's original book. So there really wasn't any unclaimed territory that they didn't film yet. Uh, with that being said, Stephen King has written other short stories, I think at least two or three, that do have Holly Gibney, the uh, the main, the most interesting yeah, character from The she's Outsider. she's awesome. So she's phenomenal. They could have continued it, uh, something with one of those stories with Holly Gibney, and just called it The Outsider, even though the other stories were called something different. I don't know. I'd like to see where they go with this. Holly Gibney, who may have the shine. May yeah. have the shine. It was there, oh, implied that so she had cool. something very, very similar. So, yeah. To the show's a, so good. I can't believe do it. You, I know. Do you it think, I bet, I bet Netflix picks it up, though. Because they I pick so. up I a bet lot you there's some sort shows. of restriction on that, though. Why? Because HBO owned it. Maybe. Well, HBO's shopping it to other networks, so if Netflix were to pay the biggest why price wouldn't, for it... Why then... wouldn't... So maybe that's... Because they a canceled bad, it. First off, that's not a bad business model. Right. HBO's yeah. like, we're just going to make a bunch of shows and then sell them. Yeah, like, hey, listen, for, this... The product, and we don't have to do any of it. They just take the money and they run with it. Good yeah, point. like, hey, our, our production cost didn't, didn't, some, didn't equate to the number of viewers that we got, so we well, want to try and Mike, sell the property. Mike, would it make sense to you if that didn't get bought by anybody? I, th- I feel like it would be a huge mistake. You know what would be really upsetting? So, but I hope Hulu doesn't buy uh, it. I was just gonna, that was, <laughs> I, I was going to say, you know, know what would be really what? upsetting? It would be a very Hulu That's going to be Hulu. If there's a, if there's a, if there's a streaming Hulu. network that knows how to run a Stephen King property into the ground, it's Hulu. So Yeah, that's the... Because yeah. Castle Rock would have yeah. been so much better if it wasn't made on Hulu. I agree. I, I agree, for sure. Hulu smells. Speaking of another show that, uh, that was canceled too early, uh, <laughs> but might be coming back, Catherine... Santa Clarita Diet. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wait, it was canceled, but it might be coming So it was can There were three seasons. It was canceled. So I don't know if you remember this, because we did watch it a long time ago. It did but end on a that, cliffhanger. Andrew, I think this is the type of show that you said you would never watch. It's actually pretty good. Um, it has one reason I would watch it, and that's Timothy, Timothy Oliphant and his beautiful he's hair. He's awesome. so good in everything. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. Great. The Justin, Crazies, he's great in. Great in that. He's there's awesome. Did you ever like, see Justified, that show? Uh, on FX? I haven't, but awesome. there's another movie where he's like, stalking these couples on an island he's like killing them he's also in one of the scream movies is i don't know what movie yeah, that that's is, what I said. yeah he's oh, also sorry. in um the mandalorian the newest season i heard he was in season two he's looking such uh, a stunt. looking he, dude looking he has like one, one of the best heads stunt. of hair in hollywood he oh was actually in that movie with uh alicia cuthbert um it was alicia cuthbert. 
Fucking babe. The girl, hair, girl babe. next door? The girl next door. I he know was that movie, weirdo. Yeah. He played a good role in that movie. Yeah. Oh, he was like the porn director yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. I remember that. I saw, She's I so hot. I seen the movie in so long. The Girl Next Door, it's got like uh, Emil Hirsch and, and, and Timothy Olyphant in it. Who is a man. I, I feel like whatever. if you He was Into the Wild, Into the Wild know. guy. I've seen Into the Wild. I, 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 have. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I've seen to, it. Emil Hirsch, also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was uh, Margot Robbie's best friend. I actually friend. haven't seen that movie. Oh my oh, God. Oh, it's so good. Dude, so you, I feel good. like you need to go home right I'm now. I'm just wondering if Quentin movie. Tarantino blows himself the entire time. That he kind of does, but honestly, um, it's, it's great. It's amazing. It actually, actually, what I would say is the ending is amazing. The rest of the movie is very slow. Yeah. The ending is worth watching the entire movie. Every the, one of his movies now is like eight hours long and it's boring. Well, the, yeah. The, it's, yes. And that, basically that you're watching, you're watching trend. probably the first hour of the movie to see Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt be buddies and yes. just be handsome on screen together and you'd be like, wow, that'd be awesome. such a sweet They're life to live. They're beautiful people. But then once it gets into the Manson stuff, it's fucking awesome. It's so good. It's actually probably my second or third favorite Tarantino movie behind Reservoir Dogs and probably Inglorious Glorious Not to uh, try and cancel anybody. Because I would never do such things. Mm-hmm. And you can delete this if it's out of line. <laughs> but we're going to go with it. Um, Quentin, Tino, Quentin Tarantino Quentin racist, maybe? Yeah, he's kind of had that he criticism uses, level uh, He uses before. that N-word a lot. Does he use that in one oh, well, yeah. Sp- Spike Lee has been a big critic of his because he uses the N-word a lot in his movies. Frequently. He doesn't really feel like that is justified it's because it's Quentin Tarantino. And I, you know, I see Spike Lee's point for sure. So, yeah, I, I think uh, the... The, the cancel mobs have tried to come for Tarantino. Okay, I was just curious. They haven't succeeded yet, so I don't know. Maybe maybe someday it'll happen, but I don't know. Supposedly he's uh, kind of getting close to being done making movies. He said he would make like nine or ten and then be done. And, and be Once done. Upon a Time in Hollywood was his ninth movie. So Does he look like a Muppet to you? He does. He's a weird, Oh, weird absolutely. Dude. He's a hairy weird, man. Weird, weird looking weird dude. dude. He's not that uh, hairy. I thought he was hairy. He's just weird yeah. looking. But uh, since we're so far off the rails, to, to bring it back in. So, yeah, Santa Clarita Diet might come back for a season four, according to some sources. So we went that type from, of thing where Netflix um, might bring it back. I love Because we're that. talking about Timothy Olyphant. Is that one season or two seasons? Three. It was three seasons. And it's a horror Is it is it comedy. like Ash vs. the Evil Dead? It's horror kind comedy. Kind of, yeah, actually, yeah. It's okay. like a horror comedy rom-com. Basically, it's, it's so it's Drew Barrymore it's and Timothy Olyphant. They're a married couple, uh, and Drew Barrymore uh, ruined it. She turns no. into an un- Drew Barrymore. She turns into everything. a zombie, and she has to start eating people. So they start murdering people for her to eat. But like, so it's like it's like yeah. let the right one in. It's, it's kind of like that, but way more of a comedy. Okay, it's it's, it's a comedy. Oh, it's a very gory it's comedy. Amazing. But, yeah, it's really good. Can I just express my hatred for Drew? Yeah, I'm not a big. I feel fan like we've either, had this. Before. She's but... got that sad fucking face that no one wants to look at. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's like a it's droopy. Nice. She looks like Droopy Dog. Yeah, going down, You're sir. Sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> You're going down, sir. I mean, Is she, are we going to get sued for this? No, we're no. not going to get sued for this. Whatever. Um, She's probably her worst. But I did love that show, and I would. I love, did too. I would love another season. That Me would be, too. That would be great. Yeah, it was a good show. I actually really liked it a lot, and I, I wish there was more of it. So but I'm on board for another I, season. I'm like, so. it's like a horror comedy, or uh, what do you call it? It's a, not even a horror, really. It's a, it's like a, it's like a, rom, gore, it's like a, a, rom, go, a gory comedy. A rom com with, with horror elements. Yeah. I don't know. But it is. I mean, they find people's bodies in freezers and whatever, and yeah, there's a good. lot of blood. So, I mean, it's definitely not for the faint of heart no. either. So. Yeah, but Andrew, you, you with Timothy Olyphant, you would like I, I get. Well, I, I like, I just like Tilly. Uh, Tilly. Tilly. Tilly Olyphant. Tilly Olyphant. Tilly Olyphant. You like Tilly, a Tilly, 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 Tilly the Hunt? Tilly Olyphant. Tilly Oli P is phenomenal in everything he does. I would never not watch something with Tilly Oli P. Tilly Oli P. Tilly yeah, Oli P. Sure. Tilly Oli P. That's his new nickname. I wonder if he likes it. He probably hates you should, that. Um, Shout, shouts to uh, Tilly Oli P. Cheers to nickname. you, brother. Hey, final piece of news before we move on to okay. our topic of the night. You're looking at me, so I'm nervous. So Universal just announced recently, uh, today I believe. Hollywood Horror Nights. Nope. Oh. Uh, they are rebooting. So, we've talked about this a number of times before. Remember the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies? Yes. Okay. They did one of those. They already did. They did a couple. Yeah, Tom so, no, no, no. They did several. Hear me out. Mummy that movies. reboot with Tom Scorpion Cruise. Scorpion King? Stunk. <laughs> well, that di- relates directly to this. Scorpion so, King? In the, mummy, in the Mummy Returns, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson appeared as the Scorpion King. And he went on to do uh, a couple of spin-off movies where he was the Scorpion King. 
Universal is rebooting The Scorpion King with Dwayne The Rock Johnson producing a new movie. Is Jason Momoa going to play the I feel like that King? would kind of be perfect casting. <laughs> I haven't they, they've been there's been no casting information, but It should be Jason Momoa. For me, I saw this, okay? And The Mummy is one of those movies, The Brendan Fraser Mummy. It's, so it's on TV a it's ton. So and anytime it. I, it's on, I will watch it. I will never turn it off. Sorry, you were saying. It's got that Egyptian looking What about the guy that played like Carl Drago? That's Jason Momoa that he just said. I don't know his name. <laughs> Carl Drago. Aquaman? See, that's why I'm like Game of Thrones reference. I was like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, if his anyone name. looked like a Greek god, it's that. Oh, guy. it's him. 100%. Anything that involves. He I mean, he's, 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 he's chiseled from granite. He looks like a fucking, like. <laughs> He's, in, he's insane looking. Oh, he's the guy. But yeah. what's so good in those Brendan Fraser movies is, well, Emotep is phenomenal. Emotep. Emotep. Uh, they are awesome. Hello, Brendan Fraser in that movie is a fucking badass. And uh, they're all good. One, two, and three. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. I love them all. I, I love, love them all. They're so bad. Yeah. They're so good. I wasn't as much of a fan of the Scorpion King movies. I didn't see the first one. I didn't see any of the sequels or anything. But so you didn't uh, see any of them. in the Mummy Returns, no, I saw the, <laughs> I saw the Scorpion King, the original Scorpion King movie. I didn't see any of the Scorpion King sequels, is what I'm saying. Oh, I didn't see the sequels. Uh, to the but Scorpion uh, King, the yeah. Scorpion, the original appearance of the Scorpion King in the Mummy Returns, some of the all time worst CGI ever that you will ever see. Look up uh, the Scorpion King in the Mummy Returns, and it looks absolutely terrible, like Mortal Kombat annihilation level bad of CGI. But yeah, so I'm excited for this one. All right, guys, so that means we are on to our topic du jour, the topic of the evening, which, uh, as we alluded to before, is Creepshow. Oh, I am so excited to talk about Creepshow right now. Oh, I, I am so excited to talk about Creepshow. I had oh, to preface I, this whole thing by saying, are we doing Creepshow 1 or Creepshow 2? We've already went over this. I We're think talking about the 2 is better. We will get to that. We are talking about the original Creepshow movie, but there will be space to talk about all of the... Creepshow sequels, TV series, everything else that's come out about it. So Just we're going to talk creep about the main. Me, I think two. That's weird because I to think mind. of Creepshow when I th- when I say well, Creepshow. I show. think of Bedelia, you bitch. <laughs> like, but that's Head which Harris? one is that? That's, that's in the... Creep. That's in Creepshow. The first that's in one. Creepshow one. Oh, I know. Yes, that's so weird. You say when you say Creepshow, you say Creepshow. Two. I was uh, contradicting saying. myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Uh, well, as I mentioned before, so, uh, you know, November, it's a little tough to come up with ideas sometimes. So all I had to see was a tweet from our friends over at Fangoria that, uh, as of this recording, six days ago, so November 12th, 1982, 38 years ago, there was a November release for a little movie called Creepshow, uh, which has a lot of talent behind it, and it's one of the great horror anthologies of all time, a personal favorite of myself. So yeah, we're going to talk about Creepshow and everything related to Creepshow tonight. So uh, stay Woo-hoo! tuned. Hey, so uh, so I'm as I mentioned, pictures. you know, Creepshow is a personal favorite of mine. Andrew, I know it's a personal favorite of yours as well. I've always been a fan of horror anthologies. I've always been a fan of short horror stories. So this is right up my Real alley. Real quick question, just to start off. Where does this stand in your hand- anthologies of all time? For me, I think it ranks among the greats, and I would consider some of the greats to be like Trick or Treat, the VHS series, Southbound, Ghost Stories, which came out a few years ago, and I think it probably is my favorite, I think. It's what got you into... Right, so... This, I feel the, like this movie of, is so far ahead of its time, yeah. and it's a shame. I feel like, so, this movie and also, like, the HBO Tales from the Crypt TV series oh, so probably got me into anthology horror when I was a kid. Because both of those things, well, Creepshow came up before I was born, but the Tales from the Crypt series was running in the 90s. So I'll tell you right now, was anthology-style horror is my huge. favorite type of horror. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's I like great. it more than any type of horror movie. I completely agree with that. I mean, it gives you the opportunity to, to kind of not cram the, is the... That's not the right word, but adapt several different stories that have several different tones. Because in general, a horror movie or has... one movie or TV series a horror or movie whatever. Or... could last 20 minutes and you get the gist. Yes. Exactly. Some some horror stories aren't made for an hour and a half movie. Sometimes they're best as a short film or a short story. I think yeah, that, that... because that's what's so horrifying yeah, about it. exactly. Because it's quick, it's to the point, yeah. it's succinct. And sometimes some of these movies have a cohesive theme, like some, some, some like Southbound, or sometimes they're more separate Southbound's segments. Southbound's Yeah, Southbound, I Top know you, one. You, you love that one, but... I don't know what about it, but yeah. it just gives me that eerie feeling. But 
But like I mentioned, I think one of the movie, one of the reasons that this movie is so great is the talent behind it. I mean, it's directed by George Romero, and it's the screenplay was written by Stephen King. It and came out in nineteen eighty two, the peak of both of their careers, arguably. So it was a huge release, and you also have Tom Savini doing the special effects. Who's you also one of the have most famous special Leslie effects Leslie Nielsen, persons. yeah, Ted Danson, Ed Harris, Ed Harris, Ed Hal Holbrook. Who's the other guy with Ted Danson at the end? Uh, not Leslie Nielsen is no, it's the other guy. Which guy? There's Ted Danson. Ted De- Ted Danson and Leslie Nielsen are in the same segment. Oh, together. that's right. Okay, yeah, that's such a weird segment. Yeah, I mean, I was. This also is you know has a, a very big influence from the horror comics of the fifties and sixties, like EC Comics, which oh, the intro to it's so good. Oh, it's great. I love the comic book stuff. You it's, piece it's of great. Shit. It's great. And uh, you know, I actually had some horror comics growing up that my grandparents got for me, like some of the old. Uh, Tales from the Crypt type stuff. I also had some like horror, horror-ish, like Swamp Thing stuff. So I, I was a fan of these as a kid. So I feel like I was kind of drawn to this. This like drawn to this very easily. This is the type of movie where if you're a kid, the comic book kind of stuff can draw you in, even though it's a very R-rated movie. So you know, I don't think it's necessarily a scary movie. As a kid, it can probably be scary, but it does have some frightening stuff in it. Some stuff that could make you squirm a little bit, and of course, features one of my all-time favorite movie monsters uh, that I selected in our monster uh, movie fantasy draft: uh, Fluffy the Crate Monster. So, oh yeah, love this movie. So, sorry, I know I kind of rambled on a little bit there. Ramble on, Cat. What did uh, what did you think of Creep Show? Um, I thought it was awesome, honestly, because, like, I liked the difference between, like, the drawing and, like, the realistic portion and, like, you know, I'm not, like, usually a, a person to watch older movies, you know, I'm I'm more of a, well, like, the time, like, Saw, Texas Chainsaw came out, like, a little bit further on and, like, the whole... Those are a little old. They're a little... Maybe now, but like... But they're not I mean, 80s old. Maybe now. Like 70s, 80s. <laughs> well, I now's mean, what matters. But you know what? I do appreciate, like, the older movies more because, like, I actually hate, like, the new, new movies. They look too fake to me. Like, so many special effects yeah. and stuff. That actually annoys me, and I appreciate the older movies even more because they're so much more realistic, which is why I liked Creepshow was because it seemed like the way that it was shot and stuff, like, it seemed like it could happen to you, like... It, the people didn't look fake. They looked mm-hmm. like real people and did real things. And they were in a house and they were in a set and stage. Like it all, it was it was it felt real versus yeah. like things that like happen now and like it. It, it has it, nothing to do with that. Here's the difference: is what you're thinking. It's the quality of the video. I feel like horror uh, movies should be the, made in yeah. cheaper quality film because it's that that grainy. Not even that grainy. It's just that. It's just a different. It makes it feel more real. Yeah, it like, feels more real because it's old, well, overdone. Which sure. is why I like the older it versus the newer it because I feel like the newer it oh God, is so way overdone, okay. and the older I it can, I can give you, I can give you that is much more realistic. Like it could happen in your it's bathroom that like realistic. blood could boil from like the drain, but not blood spill up and like totally coat the entire bath. Why like, is there blood just, in the drain to begin with? For, um, what's her face? No, I know, but you're Beverly. talking about Beverly. something that doesn't... You're talking Beverly. about a series of events that doesn't make any sense in any universe. Yes. Because blood is bubbling out of a sink. It's a movie right. about a cosmic clown <laughs> that eats children. So this is where I'm leading. Why is the, you're talking the blood about the sink the big thing for no, you? No, but she's I'm also, so saying, sick of she's also saying that it's more realistic. It's never realistic. It's blood coming out of a sink. Nobody's bleeding into the sink. They're standing over it. Why is there blood bubbling uh, out of a sink? More importantly, there's nobody bleeding underneath the sink and causing the blood no. to go up and shoot out. It would so never your happen. whole point is Either irrelevant. Way, it's fake. You lose. Game <laughs> over. God. You're bringing up things that wouldn't happen in any situation. Okay, hold on. You know what's more Wait. realistic? That terribly edited 80s version of a fucking long story on CBS. You're insane. It's the most okay. insane thing I've ever heard. Can we stop bringing I, that I, up? I agree. I agree that practical effects are better, and sometimes the older version of shooting of movies is better for Always. these types of movies. Okay? 
one thing that's an example, okay? When the scares come in for this, they kind of show the characters like in a comic book panel with like the bright red or blue background. It's a cool effect. And it I looks, love it. I think it looks awesome. It, it's not, it doesn't look like anything that has come out recently. Or there obviously have been movies that have ripped it off. Trick or Treat, I would say, paid homage to it a little bit. I wouldn't say ripped it off, but a very similar style of movie, an anthology that has comic booky right. elements, right? Which we already talked yep. about. So yeah, I, I can obviously understand because I prefer practical effects and special effects to CGI. Everybody does, especially when CGI is overdone, and I agree with that. We're not going to talk about it anymore. We've already talked about it no more, numerous, numerous times. And you're wrong a hundred times over. You are a hundred times I over. You lose. Continuous. The acting, the uh, screenplay, the writing is all better in the new one. I will just... I so you're wrong. Concede for now. Uh, so just for for reference, because we actually already did another horror movie from 1982. Can anyone name what it is? <sighs> Nightmare on Elm Street. <clears throat> nope, we haven't uh, done Nightmare on Elm Street. Is it ooh, Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre? Nope, 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 nope. It's nope. Poltergeist. Poltergeist. You saw my screen. No, oh. I didn't. No, I didn't. Yep, Poltergeist came out in 1982. No, I so didn't. We... He had his fingers up there. How would I? You know? are a Poltergeist. <laughs> so yes, good call. Uh, Poltergeist also came out in 1982, so I won't spend too much time on the other movies from this year because we already talked about them at length in the Poltergeist episode. But, yeah, the the, the biggest ones of note, Poltergeist, The Thing, which is one of my favorite home horror movies of all time, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, Andrew, and also Friday the 13th, Part 3. I told you Friday the 13th. Part 3. Yeah. Still. Part 3. <laughs> I, okay. I, 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 I mean, that's half answer. Uh, I suppose that counts. So a few quick facts about Creepshow before we kind of jump into our categories and run through those. Okay. As I previously mentioned, uh, this is directed by the great George A. Romero, who did Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, Diary of the Dead, and The Crazies. Not the Timothy Oliphant one, the original Crazies that came out in the Have you seen that movie? Of course I have, yeah. I've seen both. I love, I actually love the remake a lot. The remake's really good. Yeah, the remake is, I think, better. One of those much better. Uh, the original one, one of boring. those few movies where the remake actually is, is very, the original is too well boring done. and weird. Yeah, I like, I like, I like all of a sudden like you're the, like, uh, the remake better. Yeah, myself. that initial scene in the baseball field, so good. Great. Yeah, and the uh, so obviously uh, directed by Romero, screenplay written by Stephen King, as I also mentioned. So two of the segments, the crate and the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill, were uh, based on Stephen King's short stories that he had already written, and then King actually wrote the remainder of the stories for this movie directly. Pretty, pretty cool. Pretty good. Uh, only difference there. So the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill was called Weeds. That was the original Stephen King story. Nothing uh, to do with the... Uh, nothing to do with the TV show. TV show. Nope, just with uh, all that stuff. Uh, the film, obviously, with we were talking about comics before, is an homage to the EC horror comics of the 1950s. Uh, that was the biggest company that was producing horror comics back then. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, ba- well, Stephen King and George Romero both grew up reading these, so they wanted to do something together that kind of yeah. paid tribute to those types the of comics. The older comics. And, exactly. Like, but it's kind of cool that, like, we're watching it today with, like, their version of, like, an older comic. Like, so yeah. it's it's kind of cool to see, like, their... It is cool. ...perspective of, like, when they were older, like, reading comic books and stuff. It's yeah. cool. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, like, so Tales from the Crypt, which we already talked about, and the other ones were called The Vault of Horror and The Haunt of Fear. Those were the most popular EC horror comics back in the 50s. So basically, in order to give the viewers of the movie that comic book feel, Romero hired Tom Savini to replicate those comic-like effects, not only for practical effects, but also for the intros, all that type of stuff. Uh, here's a little fun fact for you. So Billy, who is the uh, the little boy in the opening and closing segments... With the uh, the uh, the asshole dad who is played by Tom Atkins, who has been in a ton of eighty shit. That's why God made fathers, babe. That's why God made fathers. That guy, that quote. What a, what a douchey douchey quote. But anyway, his son, the boy, is played by uh, Joe Hill, who is the oldest son of Stephen King. In the the kid at the beginning, the kid. Yes, the very beginning. The very beginning that is kid Joe is Hill. Ste- Stephen is Joe Hill, who yep. wrote all. Yep. That's the him, really. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Yep. I didn't know that. Yep. I like that. Stephen King's uh, Stephen King's oldest son, the who, kid of that's course, whispering like, "I hope you die." Yep, yes. that's uh, that's Joe Hill. So obviously, you know, Joe Hill has gone on to become a pretty successful horror author in his own right. He's adopted a pen name, so people don't automatically know that he's Stephen King's son. I've read a few of his things; they're pretty good. He's a little bit more weird than 
than King is, which is saying Same. something. Kind of cool, yeah. But he wrote Nosferatu, that TV yeah. show that we watched I for a while. It. it was all right. It's okay. The TV show was all right. I That's didn't read funny. the book personally. I've read a lot of Joe really Hill's short it. stories, and they're they're pretty good. They're they're out there. But yeah, so that's uh, that's Stephen King's son, and it actually kind of came full circle because. So, let's put a pin in that. Actually, so Joe Hill is the, uh, the little boy in the beginning. Obviously, this movie has spawned multiple sequels and spinoffs. Okay, movies, TV shows, comic books, that type of stuff. There was obviously Creepshow too, the movie, which arguably might have the best. The best segment of the entire series, the raft. which we'll touch on. Yep, the raft. Uh, Creepshow actually had an unofficial third movie that was supposed to be Creepshow three, uh, but Tales actually ended up being side? Tales from the Dark Side. The movie, yep. so good. Yep, they actually came out with an actual Creepshow comic book right after the movie came out back in 1982. So that was a comic version of it, and most relevant now, there's now a TV series reboot on Shutter. Uh, which has an upcoming second season that's going to debut in 2021. So I mentioned, obviously, Joe Hill being in this movie before. So uh, the TV series, Shudder, is run by Greg Nicotero, who does all the special effects For on Walking The Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. Okay? Uh, Nicotero's first special effects work back when he was getting started in the business was on Creepshow. It was the very first job he had in the film industry working with Tom Savini. And now his career has kind of come full circle a little bit, and he's now running the Creepshow TV series after, uh, you know, after working on that movie. So it's just funny because now Nick Otero is running that after working on the first movie, and Joe Hill's writing stories for the Creepshow TV series after being in the movie as a kid. So kind of a weird little circle of events there. All right, like so there's also there's, there's also been the, so there's been the Creepshow series on Shutter. They've also done some animated specials. I talked about the Halloween one a couple weeks ago. That was pretty good. They're also doing a Christmas special. It's coming out on December 18th. So lots of spinoffs and uh, lots of cool stuff happening with Creepshow, even still to this day. Andrew, you were mentioning before that there are lots of well-known, respected actors in this movie looking very young. You know, we talked about Ed Harris already. There's a very young and very coked-out 80s version of Stephen King in The Lonesome Death of Jordy Verrill, acting like a total mm. backwoods hick weirdo. Leslie Nielsen. He looks like one. He does, he does. And I think he tried to ham up that performance a bit there. But, yeah, Leslie Nielsen, everybody knows him. Ted Danson, Hal Holbrook, Adrian Barbeau, who was John Carpenter's wife. And E.G. Marshall, not looking young, but uh, he's playing the miserly germaphobe Upson Pratt in their Creeping Up on You, the uh, the final segment, and arguably the creepiest out of all of them, I guess depending on what your, what your fears are. So we were just talking about... Uh, Upson Pratt, the old guy from there, creeping up on you, right? So The bug man. How about them cockroaches, huh? Oh, my God. The bug man, indeed. So gross. So watching that movie, you can tell those are real cockroaches in, in certain scenes, Oh, it's right? disgusting. It's fucking gross. And apparently, uh, they actually hired an entomologist with the American Museum of Natural History named Ray Mendez. And they uh, this guy provided 20,000 cockroaches. For that segment, twenty thousand cockroaches, cockroaches, which I guess they got from Trinidad. Also saw on my uh, my favorite program of all time, Bravo's one hundred scariest movie moments. This uh, ranked it. Uh, I think it was in the nineties or eighties in the uh, scariest moments. Basically, Tom Savini was talking about how to actually acquire the cockroaches, where they would go to Trinidad, and uh, the cockroaches essentially live in bat shit, bat dung. And they would dig a hole in the bat shit, and uh, they would turn the lights off for a few minutes, and then all of a sudden these holes would fill up with cockroaches, which oh, they then grabbed and uh, brought to the set. Can I bring up a uh, small point that may be overlooked? Of course. In this, did this perhaps lead to the uh, amount of cockroaches that are in the United States? Because Lord knows, after they did the scene, they weren't collecting these cockroaches afterwards. They probably escaped. And I don't know how they got them out. Have babies? I doubt that they did. They might not have. They probably didn't get all. They of probably them. just let them leave, and then that's why. But I, oh, I, I guess God. so. Like one of the things that I had read when I was looking stuff up about this movie is that the original vision Stephen King had for Ups and Pratt's apartment was like this kind of like cozy penthouse that was like with a rug, like rugs and stuff, and like you know, like you know, rustic furniture and stuff. But they had to change that for the movie because it wouldn't have worked with the cockroaches. So they actually had to make that set. So his apartment looked almost like a hospital like a room or something white. like yeah. that. Well, he said it was germ-free. Correct. So they actually had to set it up that way so they could get all the cockroaches out of the set. Because I guess, you know, 
they would dump the cockroaches on set, and then all of a sudden they'd dump them out, they'd be gone. Well, it's probably in the like walls, an ant farm. Of you know, course. set pieces and they like phones, as as everything. Oh yeah, which is just disgusting. like so they didn't collect all of them. Disgusting stuff. Which oh. is exactly what you just said. They just contributed to the cockroach population in America. Yeah. It's like yeah. re- releasing murder hornets. Right. Honestly, I, I, w- yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if this led to cockroaches in America, or at least they probably were already here. At least it led to some sort of an outbreak. But a different type of cockroach. You said they were from Trinidad. E- uh, Trinidad, apparently. Is so they, they should never from. have been here. Yeah. Right. So correct. These right. are the, the big ones too. Like you see some of the. Like, oh, they're gross. Obviously, credit to the actor E.G. Marshall, who are they had flying? several. Are they, are they the flying? Ones? No, I think they're like the the hissing cockroaches, Ugh, like those gross. ones, like the big disgusting gross ones. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, oh, I get chills thinking about it. It's like, like you ever see those like centipedes or millipedes? Yes. In Amazon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. No thanks. No thanks. Gross. No thanks with giant bugs. But uh, the the final segment, so where it shows uh, basically him in his room, where all the cockroaches come out of him, and there's like a couple of feet worth of cockroaches, like in his fermetically sealed bedroom. It shows just like a layer of cockroaches. They actually uh, a bunch of them. They were there were a lot of real cockroaches in there, but actually use nuts and raisins to kind of make it look like there were more that of makes them sense. and stack it up. So, yeah, Tom Savini had said that on a uh, on a behind the scenes type. Tom thing. Savini, wow, absolute. <laughs> and uh, Tom Damn. Savini makes a cameo as one of the garbage men in the prologue and epilogue. With wow. Because at the end, oh, I know the when uh, when the you know the dad the asshole dad throws <laughs> the creep show comic out into the trash. He, uh, he looks at the voodoo doll ad, and he sees that it's already been ripped out and sent for. And one of those guys is Tom Savini. So, pretty cool. He was wow. uh, the special effects, and he was in the movie. Last little fact. If you're a Stephen King nerd, you will notice in the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill, as soon as the segment is about to end and the, uh, the disgusting weeds have taken over all of uh, Jordy Verrill's farm, you see a sign for Boston. I think it was uh, somewhere else, New Hampshire, Nashua, maybe Portsmouth, and Castle Rock. All on the same sign. So, yeah, that very was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool thing. Yeah, pretty cool little Easter egg if you are a Stephen King fan, like I am. So, and obviously there's the Castle Rock TV series that we've talked about quite frequently. You guys ready to talk some categories? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. First, as we always lead off with, do you think this movie's scary at all? I think it's more funny than uh, scary for no. me. No, I mean, it has scary, like elements to it sure but um overall not scary like not gonna have like nightmares correct Correct. i I can see this as a kid if you saw it it would be pretty scary because there's some frightening stuff there's some some of the practical effects like with the zombies in the first couple segments and obviously we'll get to the monster from the crate but then the cockroach stuff there's some some stuff that can trigger some of your phobias um, for sure. Stuff, yeah, the oh, yeah, claustrophobic scary. type stuff. Yeah, that actually probably is the scary. I, I didn't even think of that. Uh, yeah. Probably the scariest part for me is cuz I'm I have a touch of claustrophobia, but like being buried up to your uh your neck in the on, on the beach. In sand. Oh my yeah. god, that would be hard. When the tides rolling in. Right. Yeah. And I feel like you were trying to argue last night we were watching this that you oh, could is this easily is this get it? I don't know. Is, is this, this going to be the debate? I don't know. You tell me. But you yes. were saying you could easily get out of that. That was like, there is no way. That turns into wet cement um, once the no. water comes in. No, 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 no. Because okay. if you, <clears throat> like, if you bury your feet in the sand, mm-hmm. let's say. Your if feet. You're, Just if your you're, feet. If you're, yes. So if you're, let's say, if you're at the shoreline. Have you ever been buried up to your neck in sand? No. Have you? So then you don't know. I no, have. No, listen. When you're a child, you do things. And yes, but it's it's the same thing as if you're standing on the shoreline talking to someone. No, it's not. And if you stand there for a long period of time, it's hard to get your legs out because you're not moving. If you move the entire time. If it's your whole body up to your head? Yes. No, no, oh, no. Oh, no, no, you can get right out. Honestly. You, have you ever done that? It's, it's, a, it's a fact. You're it's lying. It's like quicksand. It's the same thing. If you move... You'll be able to you'll be able to move the sand if you just stand there. You're you're cooked. You're done because then you're just like cementing it further into you. Like it's just getting firmer by the minute. But if you're moving it, when you start to move it, you start to be able to. You get a little bit of wiggle room. Sure, I I understand that, but I I, I don't think it's. I I just don't think it would be as easy to get out of it as you were portraying. If it's wet sand, no. I feel like he would have been able to get out of that. 
it would be I very like difficult. You've never been in that situation. You, you're referring it to your feet. That doesn't maybe, count maybe because you have more leverage I for your entire body. Well, well, we could try that this summer. I would yeah. love to bury you in the sand. Okay. And see Let's what happens. All right. Well, I guess we'll see. We shall see. And we'll leave you there while the tide comes in, yeah. too, and freak you the fuck and out. And then we'll go, oh, you couldn't get out? You're dead. You're dead. All right. Yeah. Fair. Let's yeah. do that. Play Sounds like a game. Summer. So, obviously, this type of movie, it's kind of tough to talk <laughs> about a favorite scene because with an anthology like this, like we did with Trick or Treat, you kind of have to pick apart, or pick your favorite segment, I should say. And this one is divided into five different segments. Technically, you could say six. Uh, the prologue and epilogue being one. The first one is Father's Day. Then uh, the lonesome death of Jordy Verrill. Something to tide you over. The crate. And finally, they're creeping up on you. So six. You got six total ones. So I ask you, Andrew... Do you have a favorite segment from this first creep? I've movie? always liked the Father's Day one. Yeah. For some reason, there's something about that old guy that just hits home. So good. And then, okay. All right. So let's, let's – yeah, Ed Harris is in it. It's, yeah. Ed, Ed Harris is, is definitely and like – you know, the it, It's so funny good. seeing an actor of Ed Harris's caliber in this type of movie. But it's early in his career. It is very early in his career. He has, a full, he's he has still, a full head of hair. He still looks like he's going to be bald, though. At some yeah, point. for sure. For sure. So, yeah. Okay. So – Talk to me about Father's Day. Why? Why is this your favorite one? Like, what about it? Do you like? I just. It's obviously one of the most comedic of the segments. It's just funny. It's, <coughs> it's like realistic in a funny way. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's just. I don't know what it is about it, but it's just like. Yeah. Everything that said the old guy's the best. Like he's so insane. I mean, I dropped the line in the it's ad read, but Father's the where's Day. my cake is Father's Day. It's just. It's it is so, pretty funny. It's so cornball horror to the fullest. That it's so good. It, it is the. Tip. It sets the tone so, for like one of, what an anthology series should be. I, so you you nailed that because it's perfect for a, a like a horror comic themed story. A lot As of those were not necessarily supernatural to the, for the most part, but a lot of them were like revenge based stories, yeah. which was a lot of like what ta- the Tales from the Crypt TV series was about. There wasn't there weren't a lot of monsters and stuff like that, but I still liked it, even though hashtag Mike's monsters. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of stories about revenge and just kind of people getting back, like murderous type things. So yeah, I, I can see that appeal there. It definitely is a throwback to the original horror comics. It was that the best type of stuff. Yeah, I feel like it was the most appropriate way to lead off any anthology. Yeah, like it just it engulfed you immediately because it was so cornball, but it was so good at the same time. Like it had yeah every element that I would like in my. I'm also an anthology whore. Yep. So, to me, that's just how it should start. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it, it definitely gets off on a good foot. Catherine, did you have a uh, favorite segment that you'd like to talk about? Yes. Um, I really liked the the beach one. Whatever that one was. Something to tide you over. Something to tide you over. Um, because it kind of mixes the whole element of, like... A realistic situation where, like, you know, someone cheats with someone else and, like, someone's trying to teach them a lesson and it's, like, this guy that has a ton of money and, like, owns this whole island and he's, like, no one can hear you scream and he sets him up and, like, it's, like, he's, like, okay, I get it, like, you know, like, you know, but it was, it was such a realistic situation, like, you're kind of believing in this whole thing as it's happening and then he actually is, like, getting into a hole, I'm gonna fucking... Just cover you with sand and wait for the tide to come in. And by the way, here's the monitor of my cheating wife (laughs) who's also drowning and you can watch her die. And she doesn't know you're watching her. And it's like, it's crazy because I know like Mike said he's like, oh, the next segment because we just watched this last night. And like, I had never seen this movie before. I've never seen this movie before last night. Like, it didn't even look remotely familiar. Um, And... I was just, he said, like, quickly, he's like, oh, it's, like, his, you know, this guy who finds out his wife's cheating on him with this other guy and, like, how he kind of teaches them a lesson. And I was like, oh, he teaches them a lesson. And I was like, oh, he really teaches them a lesson. <laughs> yeah, you're going like, <laughs> Teaches them the ultimate lesson. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, oh, no, he really teaches them a lesson. My God. But um, I, I, I liked that segment the best. That I is guess. a great segment. Yeah. It, it Leslie Nielsen's phenomenal. Yeah, Leslie, oh my God, Leslie Nielsen awesome. playing, playing against type, and it, it kind of accomplishes... I talked about this last week when we were talking with Hannah about Hellraiser. 
It accomplishes the feat of making it where there's no clear good guy in any no. of this, right? So, like, is there anybody that you're rooting for? I mean, I suppose, no, like, just rooting for really. Leslie Nielsen, like, initially you think, okay, this guy is cheating uh, with my wife, and I found out about it. But then he proceeds to kill them both. So right. there's well, really nobody likable in the whole story. It's po-horror at its best. It really it's, is. You're, you're rooting for death. You're not rooting for anyone to win. You're just rooting for someone to die. It's kind of like right. the cask of Amontillado a little yeah. bit. Yeah, that type of story. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, that's a very good... I never even thought of it like that. Wow. But you're absolutely right. Look at you guys. Nice job, Andrew. Nice job. I try. Introspective. About All right. So there's something stuff. to tide you over. I mean, is there any any question to what my favorite segment of this movie is? You want the crate. The crate. The crate, the crate. The crate. The crate is, the is phenomenal. The crate is great. Love the crate. Love the crate. Huge the crate. fan of the crate. <laughs> Love the crate. I, the hate crate. The crate. I hate the crate. I hate the crate. I want the TV back from the crate. Seinfeld reference for all you nerds out there. But yeah, obviously, you know, the crate is awesome. I love monster stuff. This has one of the all-time great practical monster effects of the 80s, I think. It's a lasting design. It's kind of, uh, you know, it's very iconic, the fluff. He's like the Bumble. So he's kind of, yeah, he's supposed to be like, uh, well, in, in the in the actual segment itself, they call him almost like a Tasmanian devil, which I feel like is a good description for him, but he was, he was recovered from the Arctic, so he's definitely supposed to be some he's sort like of a like yeti. a yeti or like yeah. an abominable snowman type thing, but he's very small. So it, it's kind of it was just kind of cool to see something that scary, that small, so small, fit into that crate, and this provides probably I think the best gore gags of the entire movie, and the best monster effects. Obviously, cause I it's think really it also leads into other shows. Like for me, this episode is very similar to the one in Tales of the Dark Side with Steve Buscemi. Yeah, the mummy. Yes, one. yep, it's very similar. Yep, very similar. But it's so good. And it is very good. Is so creepy. And I, oh, I love yeah. also the aspect of like you know it kind of. So it's obviously it's the longest segment of the entire movie, and it kind of has that build up with Hal Holbrook's character, and my God, and his annoying bitch of a wife. Oh my God, I know. She's God, awful. she is just the worst. And you can kind of see like it shows him like. Picturing in his mind him killing his wife in a couple of different ways, and then he actually finally follows through with it, and it actually works out. And you wonder if it works out in the end because it's implied that the creature escapes, so the creature is still out there. So I feel, feel like this is prime, prime sequel material. And what's actually funny about that, when Greg Nicotero decided that he wanted to do the Creep Show Shutter series for, uh, excuse me, the Creep Show series for Shutter, I should say. Uh, he initially wanted to do a prequel to the crate that was the Arctic expedition that found the monster that and put it in the so crate, cool. which I think would be so cool. And apparently, he couldn't, he couldn't get the rights to do it for some reason. But I would have loved to have seen that. I would love to see more of Fluffy the Crate Monster because that is my favorite segment of this movie. Oh wait, so Fluffy the Crate Monster is that guy? That's Fluffy the Crate Monster. Oh. Why don't you write your own screenplay then? I know. I could. If I you could want write, it to happen. Well, that would be purely fan fiction because nobody would ever make it happen unless it was. I like, really appreciate your pick more now after seeing Creepshow. Because I've never creep, seen Creepshow. Creep Monster. So creep Monster. I, I think that that's. I forgot that you picked that, that yeah. guy. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe I that you love Fluffy. Of, I can't believe you've never seen this. Love Fluffy. No, I didn't. Any uh, any beefs with any of the cast in this at all? No, the I think too irrelevant. This is a story that matters. It's an anthology. There's way too many actors. I don't. Yeah. Nobody really bothered me that much. The only one I could kind of think of was maybe the sec- the, pr- the second professor from the crate, not the one that was married to the bitch, but the other guy that basically found the crate to begin with. He was kind of a nerd. Yeah. Well, that's a know. random person to be mad yeah. at. I no, I thought I can't get other... too mad at him. Can't get I too mad. I thought the other guy might have been kind of flat. Fair enough. But... Any nitpicks about this movie? Anything bother you about it? Um, the color of the blood. Color of the blood. Okay. Yeah, the color of the blood was very. Is that a metal band? Red. <laughs> yeah, it would actually make a good band name. Yeah, the color of the blood. Yeah, it was very red. It didn't look very realistic. That's my only. Well, Great. I feel like they didn't really film this in a lot of sunlight, too. A lot of the blood was in, like, comic book panels, so it would probably look darker. And no, it looked brighter. Like, for me, it looked really bright red, and I was like... Oh, okay. All right. I mean, yeah. I have no nitpicks, because 
I'm not a fucking Karen. Obviously, oh, no. wow. the one the wow. one the one cat nitpick was the fact that you'd be able to get out of that <laughs> buried up to your neck. You'd be able to get out of that. Oh yeah, you'd be able to get out of that. Which I don't think I would be able to get out of that. I would love to see you try. Why don't we try I would, that? I would get out of there in a heartbeat. Uh, my one nitpick: we, the beach is right up the street. Yep. You want to do it? I'd tomorrow. love to watch right, you let's, let's go on a long beach right after what? this. Let's see what happens. Let's do it tomorrow. tomorrow. It's cold out there. Are you <laughs> sure you want to go to the beach? Cold. I don't think you want to You may have hypothermia and just die <laughs> from it. No, Mars is going to be a little warmer. We'll get it tomorrow. Hey, your call. My We're one dead. nitpick <laughs> is uh, how much of a prick Upson Pratt is to, he expects everyone to wait hand over foot on him, including the guy that's uh, at Disney World that uh, basically is like the building owner or whatever, and he tells him to hop on a flight to get back to fix his fucking whatever the fuck. Leave Florida and come help me because I'm a fucking selfish prick. Oh, yeah. He's just a, such a total asshole. But that's but that makes you want to him to die more. Yeah. yeah, like who who would actually realistically expect that? Aside from maybe Upton Pratt, that fucking prick. That's not even a name. I know. Right. It's a fake. It's a fake. Upton your ass. Upton right. your ass. Pratt. <laughs> you guys have a favorite death in this movie, Andrew? Hmm. I, I mean, think about that for a minute. The tide coming in. Yeah, that's, that's drowning. That's I, pretty. I that's pretty agree. rugged. Mm-hmm. That's pretty Honestly, awesome. I might, I might second with Andrew with that because, especially, I'd say either, either or the woman or the man because, like, the man has a different death. The fact that they well, dragged a television out there. <clears throat> yeah, it's not like it's a smartphone. I wonder if that technology video. was actually available back in 1982 when they filmed it, or in 1981 whenever they actually did film it. I wonder because what technolo- it was a TV the technology with a to be able to drag plug. a TV out to the beach. But it had a plug. Yeah, well, he had like an extension cord. He must have had a generator hooked yeah. up to it or something, exactly. right? So yeah. Yeah, I guess, yeah, I guess it's long, plausible. It's a long extension it's plausible. cord. Okay. Yeah. It's plausible. It makes it that much more intense. Like right. you didn't just throw someone's phone out there. Exactly. You dragged mm-hmm. a TV that you plugged and you in had all the cord. way down to the beach and then buried them. Yeah. That's so intense. That's a particular level of sadism that yeah. is oh, like yeah. craziness. Like, so, and also, too, I, I had read that, so it, it showed that shot of Ted Denson's head underwater, like when the tide was supposedly like coming in, and I guess they put him in like a scuba suit that you couldn't really see to accomplish that shot because it actually showed his head like underwater. So you're like, holy shit, how the fuck did they film this? At least I was wondering that last night, so... All right, so you guys are both in agreement that that's that's yeah. your favorite death. Yeah, that's probably I, the best. Though. You know, I I think <clears throat> so. I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go okay. with that too. All right, fair enough. Uh, so honorable mention to me for me is again Ups and Pratt uh, getting these cockroaches ripping out of yeah. him his yeah, face and his was, chest, and that's disgusting. That was really gross. Um, so yeah, that that is probably one of the, the most memorable. But I I gotta go with my my boy Mike the janitor who. Uh, unfortunately discovers the crate under the stairs and then yeah. all of a sudden Loses he sees the eyes and he thinks for some reason he thinks the glowing eyeballs are like rubies and he sticks his arm in there and the creature bites half of his arm off and in the struggle the crate flips over and he's laying there like half unconscious with half his arm bitting, bitten <laughs> off and then Fluffy the creature grabs his head and pulls him up into the crate and eats his entire body like yeah. it's like his head, then his shoulders, then his stomach, then his legs, and all of a sudden it's just like nothing's there, and his feet are just like hanging there. Fucking That's pretty eating. awesome. Yeah, pretty yeah. cool. I, I think that was... You may win. Probably one of my favorite. All the fluffy kills are great. All three of them. So that would be it for me. Hey, so we talk about uh, haunted attractions, right? Yes. I feel like Creep Show is pretty, pretty good for that, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, the because... crate you could do easily. Yeah. Well... You could do a different room for every scene. You certainly could. And it turns out they did. So uh, this is actually very recent. So last year at Halloween Horror Nights in Hollywood, they turned turned Creepshow into a haunted house. Really? Yep. So it was uh, featured alongside... The first one? The the first... So actually, well, I'll get to that. So a couple different things about Creepshow. So they they basically, they, they did a house that was the logo and imagery from the TV series, but they also did three of three scenes from the classic creep show movie. So they did Father's Day, they did the crate, and they did their creeping up on you with two segments from the creep show TV series. So the movie and the new TV series were both represented in the haunted house. Cool. Which is pretty cool. You can see a walkthrough of it on YouTube just like everything else that Halloween Horror Nights does. It's pretty good. The fluffy stuff with the crate was awesome. Uh, the they're creeping up on you stuff with the cockroaches. Eh, not so good. But the Father's Day one was really good, so really? you would actually uh, really like that. 
And the stuff they did from the uh, the TV series is pretty cool too. Wait, so you can watch that online? On YouTube, yeah. You can watch Ooh. all the all, like the walkthroughs, they're like point of view with like people carrying cameras around. And you just go to YouTube, like Halloween Horror Nights, Hollywood. Yep. Just type in Halloween Horror Nights uh, creep show and it'll pop right up. Wow. Yep. So uh, yeah, it was featured at Halloween Horror Nights last year alongside uh, Stranger Things, the Universal Monsters because it's Universal Studios, Ghostbusters, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Woo-hoo. Us. Nice. House of a Thousand Corpses and many other original concept, concepts as well. Cool. So, could be a very good haunted attraction. Was a very good haunted attraction. Hopefully, it'll be a very nice haunted attraction in the future. Great. Oh, that was tough to say. Nice. It sounded like it. Mm. <laughs> All right, last category MVP of the movie. Catherine. Um, I don't feel like that's a fair question for this movie because it's not. I mean, would you do one MVP per segment? Who won the movie? No. Who was your favorite character or favorite monster or like favorite person? I like the skeleton man. It's the creep. always in the, the creep. creep. Yeah, yeah, that's actually what I had down for maybe one of mine too. He I was, was up between a few different MVP people. MVP. He's always showing up. Yeah, like, he's the one that kind of floats through. He's yeah. in the prologue. He's in the epilogue. He's in the TV show. He's yeah. He's, he's the, he's the, the creep. He's it's the his MVP. show. It's creep yeah. show. Yep. So yeah, I can see that. Fair enough. I'm gonna go with. The greatest segment, the greatest thing mm-hmm. from all of them is the raft. I'm going Creepshow 2. I'm going to jump outside <laughs> of the first one, go to Creepshow 2. Well, I, had, I, had, is, I, had, I had something about Creepshow 2 up next. The raft is it the, just the way they die in the raft. It's like, oh, we're not like talking about that it's one. That's so, oh, so good, though. It's yeah. better than all the rest. Better than all the rest. Nice. It's so right, good. So your MVP is from Creepshow 2, The Raft. The Raft. I respect I'm, I'm, it. I'm, I respect it. I respect fuck going on. Creepshow 1, Creepshow 2, The Raft. Fair. I mean, I had The Creep as a potential MVP down. Uh, fluffy, I feel like, has to be mine. Yeah. Maybe that goes without being said. I kind of already talked about that. But also, Jordy uh, Verrill, Stephen King's character, uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that has Pretty to be a consideration yeah. as well. He's just... Yeah. I mean, it, it's King. terrible acting, but it's so, it's so stupid and so over the top that it, you, you almost kind of have to respect it. He did an amazing job. Yeah, he, amazing. he was. He did a great job playing a backwoods idiot main His hick, son was which good is too. what he wanted to do. Because he kind of is. So I saw a quote for this, by the way, that he uh, that he said he based his performance for this role as Jordy Verrill on Wiley Coyote. <laughs> Uh, pretty fair. Yeah, yeah. So it seems I mean, uh, seems seems interesting. So, all right, Andrew, you're chomping at the bit to talk about this. So I, we, you kind of already did talk about the raft a little bit. We can talk about the raft here and anything else. But thoughts on the sequels to this movie or any of the TV shows or anything else? I like we I talked like, about the I raft. Like show two better, just because of the raft. The other two segments aren't as good. I don't know. They're more succinct. I feel like it's less is more. I don't know. I like the second one better. Maybe that's because of the raft, and only that. But I feel like it's better. The raft is an awesome segment, and it's it's very very good and very creepy and very gory, and it holds up very well. Yeah, so Creep Show Two obviously is good because of the raft. The other segments I think are okay. The Indian I head am game. very much a fan of the Creep Show TV series on Shutter. Uh, I thought the first season was very good. The animated special that came out for Halloween was also very good. I'm interested to see where they go for season two. And there's a Christmas thing coming out, like I said. So I'm kind of a Creep Show fanboy. I've kind of seen it all. I'm a, I'm, it. I'm a fanboy. I'm, I'm a, a creep. I'm, 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 I'm a creep. I'm a creep. I'm a creep. Creep on you. All right. <laughs> I think we've exhausted all we can on Creepshow right now. Unless anybody else has any final thoughts uh, on Creepshow as a whole before we put a bow on this bitch. I have some final thoughts. Go ahead. Um, I really appreciated, as a designer point of view, um, the integration between like real life and comic kind of art. I thought that was yeah. really cool. The art design was great. Very good. Yeah, it was, it was really, really cool. Um, I... Appreciate it more than I thought I would. Like, I mean, older movies, I kind of go into a mindset of, like, I'm watching an older movie. It's going to be kind of cheesy special effects at some points. But, like, these ones I feel like I appreciate a little bit more. Like, I thought that I just kind of was, like... High quality. I, in its, I yeah. yeah. I really thought cheese. that, like, 
I was like, it wasn't high quality cheese. No, it's high it, quality cheese. It was cheese. kind of high quality. It is actually cheese. high quality cheese. I yeah, mean, it's like Gouda. <laughs> mm-hmm. Shit's it Gouda. Was, it was, nice cave aged cheddar. It was cheddar. nice. It was a nice cave aged cheddar that, like, <laughs> I really appreciated. Though, like, I I thought it was cool. Like, you'd have like, yeah, it, it integrated. Yeah, it the fucking crate really bosser nicely. is the cheesiest thing I've ever seen, but it's so good. But it's you so, love it because so you love so it good. because of. What it is? It's so quality, you, though. You know it's, yeah. it's quality cheese. It's awesome. That yeah. is what I would call analysis. You can only get on this show. Quality cheese. Creep show is like a quality, quality cave cheese. aged cheddar. Yes, cave aged cheddar, is. my friends. Which if you've never had that, it's fucking delicious. <laughs> it's very good. You should check it out. Yeah. But yeah, obviously, you know, this movie is great. We wouldn't be talking about it otherwise. We should probably go back to talking about bad movies at some point. Uh, oh, so I will find on a them. bad one. But, uh, you know, <laughs> Creepshow is the type of thing where if you've never heard of it or if you've never seen this movie before, if you watch it and you like it, which I don't know why you wouldn't like it. Do you like There's so much horror? horror. Yeah, of course. Then watch it. I yeah, actually do. I, I feel like I That's like it That's the best type of horror. This, yeah. this is the type of thing where if you like this movie... There's so much other creep show shit that you can watch that will pique your interest. Yeah. So it kind of opens a like a, a gateway, I guess, if you will, for you if you've never seen it. Which, if you're a horror fan and you've never heard or watched Creep Show, that's insane to me. But you know, hey, there are probably some of you out there. So yeah, I love this movie and I love all the Creep Show stuff. Andrew, any final thoughts? Yeah, watch Creep Show. Right. It's phenomenal. Yeah. Like it's if you don't want to watch it, then you fucking leave. Like it's a perfect thought to end on. <laughs> perfect thought. Don't indeed. like it? Fuck off. Yeah, don't like it? Fuck off. Don't like yeah. it? Creep Show's you. great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should do Southbound next. Southbound would be a good one to do. We could do that. We could do that. I'll write that. But, uh, yeah, so if you guys are interested in following what we have to say on social media, here's where you can find us on the following platforms. On YouTube or Facebook, you can search for America's Hometown Horror. On Twitter, you can find us at Hometown Horror. On Instagram, you can find us at Hometown Horror Pod. And you can also shoot us an email at hometownhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find this show on wherever you get your, uh, your podcasts, but... Specifically, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, YouTube, YouTube also, and wherever the fuck else you get your podcast. My name is Mike. Thanks again for listening to another episode of America's Hometown Horror. I am joined by my co-hosts, Andrew and Kat. Thank you guys so much for your contributions, as always. See you later, you fucking creeps. Adios, muchachos. Say goodbye to your listeners. Creep off. Adios. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone, it's Mike from America's Hometown Horror, and just wanted to say thank you again for listening to another episode of our show, because of course, we would be nothing without you listeners. If you are interested in more local Plymouth podcasts, I would highly recommend you check out uh, some shows by our cohorts on the Inebriart Podcast Network. That's right, the Inebriart Podcast Network, folks. In addition to America's Hometown Horror, you can find the Inebriart Podcast, Bar Talk, Theme Park Legends, Retro Redoctopus and Old Colony Cast, head on over and give them a listen.